Welcome to Michigan in Focus, powered by the Center Square and a production of America's Talking Network. I'm Scott McClellan, a staff writer for the Center Square. To support great podcasts like this one, please donate by clicking the link in the show description. We're recording this podcast on December 15th, 2022, and joining me today is Tom Gantert, a managing editor for the Center Square. How's it going, Tom? Very good. Christmas is coming up. You got anything on your list? <laughs> no. I get all the things I want whenever I want them. I don't wait till Christmas. <laughs> That's fair. Sounds like a better deal. It's my... gratification. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm all about. I haven't decided what I want either. Still working on it. So for today's podcast, we're going to focus on one topic, the teacher shortage in Michigan. Uh, Tom, is there one? Isn't there one? If there's not, why do people think there is one? Those are all good questions and I can answer all of them. Okay. So Let's start with definition of a shortage. We in Michigan and like much of the country went through a shortage of toilet paper. When you went out to the store and looked at the shelves, what did you see? Empty shelves, right? There was no there was no toilet paper. So this claim of a teacher shortage has been going on in 2017, uh, critical teacher shortages and headlines, that kind of stuff. So I'm going to throw a number at 2021-22, according to the state of Michigan, this is the CEPI website, C-E-P-I, if you want to see the numbers. The state of Michigan says they had 100,635.71 full-time equivalent teaching positions. That is the most teaching positions They've had in the state of Michigan going back to 2010 and 11 when they had 100,837. We've had the most teachers in the state of Michigan in 11 years. Now, there's also an important context to this. 2010 11, there was 1.6 million students. 2021 22, there was 1.4 million. So we've had a 10% drop in students and a two tenths of a percent, that's 0.002, not 2%, 0.002% drop in teachers. Yet there's a teacher shortage. So is there a teacher shortage? The answer to that is yes and no. Is there a general teacher shortage? No. And I say that for a couple of reasons. The first for which is uh, over the last five years, I put in Freedom of Information Act to school districts. And the reason I did is because we wanted to look at how many people were applying for jobs. Because in this teacher shortage thing, there was a teacher in 2017 uh, who was a teacher at Jackson County Western. That said in a Detroit News article that uh, we only get three to four applicants for a teaching job at our school district because it's so unpopular to be a teacher. So we put in a Freedom of Information Act to that school district. And it turns out they had uh, 30 applicants on average per teaching position. We went to some of the bigger school districts in Detroit, let's, or in the Detroit area, such as Troy, and we found that there are several thousand people applying for a single teaching position in the school districts, like a general K through 12 teaching position, meaning that it, it's still a tremendously popular for profession because of the benefits and the, the pay is a lot better than they'll advertise. But is there a teacher shortage in those same school districts that had three and 4,000 applying? There were several teaching positions that didn't get a single applicant. In those teaching positions, there were things like special education, foreign languages, uh, your advanced STEM classes. The problem I'm told with advanced STEM classes is that if you're very good in science, you can make a lot more money than than working. So it's difficult. So there's a couple of things going on with the teacher shortage. First of all, there's a false narrative about there being a, a, a teacher shortage, if that means there's fewer teachers. The other problem is, is that it's a very complex situation in terms of 
how you look and determine if there is a teacher shortage or not. So uh, the Citizens Research Council in 2019 came out with a report on whether there was a teacher shortage. And then 2019, what their what their stance was in Michigan was that you can't claim there's a teacher shortage. The data doesn't support it. But what was more important, what they said in that, is that it's very difficult to research this because there's not enough precise data out there to know if there's a teacher shortage. I'll give you an example. The, the state of Michigan, where I cited those uh, teacher numbers of 100,635 and, you know, the highest in, in you know, 10, 11 years in Michigan. The state of Michigan on the website, it says those are teaching positions. It says teachers. That's is the number of teachers. Other media have reported that. Uh, about a year ago, uh, I saw different numbers coming out from the Michigan Education Association that was far less, like 75,000. So I sent an email to the Michigan Department of Education and said, how come your website says 100,000 and the MEA saying 75,000? That's a significant difference. They said that the number they cite as teachers includes things that people would not think as classroom teachers, such as nurses, psychologists, that kind of thing were added in there. So, okay, so that that number is not as precise as you'd like it. But what I did was went and uh, put in about 50 Freedom of Information Acts and asked for each individual school district to find out how many actual classroom teachers do you have. And then when we got that data back, it told the same story almost exclusively across the board, almost. There were a couple school districts, I think Lansing was one of them, where they actually did have fewer teachers. Uh, Same thing with Jackson. Out of the 50, I think there was only a handful that actually had fewer teachers. The vast majority of the school districts, when you go and do your individual uh, Freedom of Information Act, had more teachers and fewer students. The problem is, is that there's over 700 school districts in Michigan. There's no way a common person or even a media can put in 700 FOIAs and get all that information in a timely manner to look overall. So there is a real problem in terms of having the data to uh, know whether there is an actual teacher shortage. You know, but what, what I've looked at is for the last five years, probably about 20 to 25, maybe 30 school districts, we looked at the number of applicants to see if, if there were in the general K-12 education, there are a ton of people who want to be teachers still. There are difficulties finding uh, the more advanced positions. Foreign languages was one that was kept popping up. You know, it's tough to find Spanish teachers and French teachers. So there is a shortage in that area. Got it. Governor Gretchen Whitmer recently signed into law a $575 million bill to address this teacher shortage, but it's uh, a more broad bill. The spending is broken down. $305 million for fellowships and scholarships to pay costs for aspiring teachers, and that's up to ten dollars a year, and uh, as well as $175 million for a program to certify school support staff as teachers. So it sounds like that bill uh, is much more general rather than the specific problems you pointed out. There's two narratives going on here. The one is the claim that Democrats blame the GOP for, quote, attacks on teachers that are driving them out of the profession. There's more people going into the teaching profession being hired working in Michigan. Now, there is uh, reports that the colleges that license teachers are seeing a decline in the number of people going. But the number of teachers being hired in Michigan and working is increasing. Isn't college enrollment dropping basically across the board as well? 
It depends on where you look, but yes, I've, I've heard that too. But the, the other narrative, that is that there are some areas that are hard to fill, you know, the STEM classes, stuff like that. There's also something interesting that goes along with this, and that is the unions are the ones complaining the most right now about the teacher shortages. But uh, I would say that the unions are responsible for uh, a lot of the problems they're having in terms of of filling these positions. So I'll and why is that? Several things. Let's start with um, how teachers are paid in Michigan. They're paid on two things, okay? They're paid on how many years they work, how many years of service. Every year you go up on the pay scale. And the other thing is the level of, of credits that you've earned in college. So if you get a bachelor's degree, okay, and then get a master's, you're going to get more money. You're not going to get more money if you're teaching a harder position. So we put in FOIAs and what we've seen is that they're, you know, the teachers are supposed to be rated. We've seen ineffective gym teachers who are rated, gym teachers who are rated ineffective, making more money than highly effective science teachers. And the reason for that is because the union contracts do not give any pay for uh, how good a teacher you are. Because if, if you're an ineffective teacher, but you stay at that district, you're going to get more and more money. Or if you're just an effective teacher. So if you're an effective teacher and just continue to go up the pay scale, you will get the extra money every year. So if you've got 12 years, if you're a gym teacher who gets 12 years in, you're going to make more money than the teacher of the year who's only got five years in. So it, it does not reward the best teachers. What it rewards is the teachers that stay there the longest. The other issue is that there's no way of paying excellence in the schools or paying positions that are harder to fill. So let's start with the first one, merit pay. Public schools have traditionally fought against the idea of merit pay. In Michigan, we have found uh, school districts that by law, you have to give merit pay. It's part of the law. We have found school districts that, that gave teachers, the most highly effective teachers, $1 for their merit pay. They did it because they were fulfilling the language of the law. And that's it. But when you have that attitude towards merit pay, what does it say about how you, you appreciate teachers that are doing that? That's the first problem. There's no real merit pay in, in terms of it. And, and what you see is also some of the better teachers, uh, when you reach top of the scale in, in the Michigan public school, your per salary is pretty much set. Okay. And it, it's usually 85, 90. 100,000, depending on what district. If you're in a, you know, in Michigan, how much you get paid is really dependent on where you live. But if you're in Oakland, Macomb, Wayne County, and you've got 20 years in, you're probably making 85 to 90 to 100,000 a year. And that's what you're going to make. Because once you hit the top of the scale, you're done with your five, six, 7% raises. You're pretty much going to get whatever bonus they give you. And, and you hit that scale depending between 11 and 15 years. Okay. Most of the school the teachers in Michigan have 15 years in. So they're making, you know, 75, 80,000, 90,000, and that's it. Okay, so they're going to be at that salary for the next five to six years, which leads to some of the, you know, uh, unhappiness that you see in the districts. But it also means that you have teachers who are teachers of the year who are getting, you know, 12 and 13 years of service. And you can go look at their contract, and we've done this, where teachers of the year in Michigan who win it, if you go look at their union contract, the union contract says you're not going to get a, a salary increase for four years because you just happen to fall in that stage of the contract where you get a raise every five years because you're top of the scale and you're not going to get that raise for four more years. It's just the a mat, it's just a matter of what the contract says. 
So that's the problem with the way Michigan pays teachers. It does not. Um, now, some school districts, for instance, they have the STEP program. So like if you're in, if you uh, are in there for five years, you're on step five of the pay scale. Okay. What some school districts have realized is that they found a way out of this. Okay. And that is, is that, okay, we have teachers that are in, um, you know, we have a hard to fill teaching position special ed. You know, why would I go teach special ed if I can make the same money teaching a general uh, K through five class? It's a good question. You know, you know Right. So what some of these are doing now is they're bringing in these uh, teachers and they're negotiating and getting the school board to agree to this, that they can bring them in at like step five or step six. You know, so it's like, okay, we're going to bring you in for special education, but you're not going to start at the forty two thousand dollar a year. We're going to start you at step four or five and we're going to start you out at fifty two. So we're going to give you a a ten thousand dollar extra so that because you're teaching a position that we feel is important and is hard to fill. So rather than the unions working with them, what the school district are doing is finding out this way around it, where we're just going to start this person on, on step five. There's a handful of school districts that are doing that. But then we've also seen, you know, um, you know, the, these, uh, you know, the, it should be noted that these teacher shortage claims, um, this is going on all around the country. It's not just Michigan. Every state is claiming they have a teacher shortage. And uh, outside of Florida, there's a handful of states that have legitimate teacher shortages. Florida is one of them. Their numbers are down. They have less teachers and more students. That's very rare. Just about every other state I've looked at, it's just like Michigan. More teachers, fewer students, but teacher shortage. And, you know, and, and the bottom line here is is what you're seeing with Whitmer doing in these bills is that the end game here is money. You know, more money to retain us, more money to, to pay to get them to come because we can't keep them here, even though we have more teachers than we've ever had before in the state, at least going back to 2010-11. It's interesting that we're spending more money on fewer students. And I'm not sure if that trend will continue or not because overall the birth rate in Michigan is declining. So I, it's just going to leave a lot of schools with a lot of problems if that rate continues to decline. Yeah. And, you know, there's other issues too in Michigan. There is There has been an increase in the number of special ed students. And if you talk to teachers who are in there, um, special ed students require more teachers. They require more aid um, and they require more employees. Um, and as you see an increase in that of people being um, um, put into special education, that requires more of a of a of a staff uh, from these school districts, which is why I think one reason why you're seeing an increase in staffing, why they're hiring more people is because they have more special needs students that they have to address. Now, here's another question to you. Whenever I talk to this about teacher shortages, people, I always ask people, have you read any of this in the major mainstream media? Have you seen anywhere report that uh, there's more teachers today than there was going back to 2010-11? It's not something that's reported. So I do think the media takes some responsibility in not digging into these claims in terms of whether they're accurate or not. You know, I see a lot of stories that don't actually include numbers. They just include groups. Because they're hard saying, to get. Yep. They're hard yeah. to get. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Because mm-hmm. if it, it, I, we, I stopped using the Michigan Department of Education numbers. I just brought them up for here to give you, because they said that it's not a precise calculation of teachers. 
they throw in other things. But I've done enough research from the school district we looked at to see that 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 is the trend. There are more teachers and students overwhelmingly across the state of Michigan. There are exceptions to everything. So you are going to find some schools that have those problems. In terms How many of, school districts did you say were in Michigan? Okay, now you're going to test my memory. I think there's 500 traditional and I think there's 200 charter schools. Charter schools are a little bit different because each school can be its own district. So I think it's about 700. And that number has been the same for a long time. And the number of charter schools has been about three, 300, I think. So it's about 800 now. Yeah. So the number of charter schools has been about 300 for the last seven to eight years. It, there was a real fear that there was going to be explosion of charter schools, but we haven't seen that. It's for the last eight years, the number of charter schools has been pretty much stagnant. For all the numbers that increase, there's charter schools that close for various reasons. If the number of students in Michigan continues to decline, do you think that consolidating districts might be an option for schools or do you think that's no, not really on the no, table? It'll never happen. And why is it'll that? never happen because of unions. You know, that, that you bring up a good point. I always tell people there is no teacher shortage in Michigan, but there is a student shortage. I, I think it was uh, at one point, I want to say in the late 70s, there was 2 million students in Michigan schools. We're down to 1.4 million now. Depending on on what year you look, there there was a run of almost 16, 17 years where there was a, a consistent decline in the number of students in Michigan. Depending on what you know, whether you looked at the spring count or the fall count, okay. But generally speaking, the overwhelming the trend has been fewer and fewer students uh, in in Michigan. I don't think consolidation is going to happen because I don't think you're going to get cooperation from the unions and 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 you're getting into Something that I've always uh, seen in, in Michigan's public schools, and that is everybody likes, uh, all the public school administrators like their setup. They don't want it to change, and they don't want to join any other school district. Yeah, I'm trying to think how many, off the top of my head, I can't remember a single consolidation in the last 15 years in Michigan. What you do see is them just simply closing schools and selling the properties. That I see a lot of. A lot of the schools have closed. That that will happen way before they you see a consolidation with another school district. It's the same thing with with fire departments. You know, in terms of do you want to have just a regional fire department? Well, I used to work in Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor News, and so uh, when you talk about consolidation, there were some fire departments in Ann Arbor where uh, Pittsfield Township, a neighboring thing, was the their fire department was far closer to some Ann Arbor properties than the Ann Arbor Fire Department. And it made sense to have like a mutual aid thing where Pittsfield Township would respond to a fire in terms of, but you had to pay Pittsfield Township for that. And the the discussion was, well, why don't you have, you know, a consolidation or like a regional county fire department for all of Washtenaw County? And the city administrator at that time was Roger Frazier. And he laughed and he said, it'll never happen because of the unions. I think that's going to be the same problem when you try and get a, a two school districts and you have differing pay scales in, in Michigan, how much you get paid is is based as a teacher is based on where you live in the state and what district you're in. You know, uh, one of the things I brought up is that you know Benton Harbor and St. Joe in Michigan are neighboring school districts. You take the an identical teacher in Benton Harbor and find someone with the same credentials, same exact credentials in St. Joe and their their neighboring districts. The St. Joe teacher can make twenty-five to thirty thousand more a year. I could never explain that. The school districts would never explain that to me. So you get into a situation like that. Would Benton Harbor want to want to share St. Joe? No. Why would you? Because it, how are you going to you know how are you going to 
you would be worried that you might get stuck with the Benton Harbor teacher contract. <laughs> and it's like, why would I want to, uh, you know, even in, invite the possibility that I would be stuck having to take a pay cut because Benton Harbor doesn't want to pay its teachers what we get paid. Benton Harbor, by the way, they, they, just so we're clear, gets more money per pupil than St. Joe. It's not a money issue. Benton Harbor, if you talk, if you include federal money, Benton Harbor gets far more money than St. Joe. So it's not a money thing. Or else that'd be the easiest explanation in the world. You know, St. Joe pays more because they get more money, but they don't. So that's what made it so weird. It's like, I don't know. So that kind of problem is why you're not going to see, in my opinion, school districts, um, because the unions and the teachers are going to say no way. Perfect, Tom. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? You know, about I just think that the, the idea that there's a teacher shortage in Michigan is one of the most poorly reported topics in my career in Michigan that I've seen. You've got media outlets just repeating what, especially now, the TV stations are the worst, where they just report what the union says without even, like you said, no numbers, no anything. It's it's just true because we're quoting a, a union official and that union official wouldn't say something that wasn't true, right? That's, I guess, my final take on all this is that it, it, it's a real failure of the media. You know, I did a podcast, uh, I believe it was an NPR station in Detroit area. The guy asked me, he goes, why isn't anybody hearing this? And, and was like, well, you tell me, why isn't anybody hearing that there's more teachers now in Michigan than, than there has been since 2010 on. Thank you, Tom. That's all the time we have for this week on Michigan in Focus. I want to thank Tom Gantert for joining me today. Make sure to subscribe to Michigan in Focus wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back next week.